In Finland, a politician tweeted Romans 1, 24 through 27, and was charged with hate speech. There's been an extensive court battle. I reported on this a while ago. And on Wednesday, the court ruled that while the Bible passage was, quote, partly offensive, it was not hate speech, end quote. In a related case, a Finnish bishop, say that five times fast, published a pamphlet with the title Male and Female, He Created Them from Genesis 1.27 and faced dozens and dozens and dozens of fines for going against the cultural norm. And in news closer to home, the infamous pastor who started Triple X Church to combat porn addiction now has a new venture called Christian Cannabis. Seriously, Jesus, take the wheel. Welcome to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard. Welcome back to Church Public. I am Matt Odegaard. I will be your host today. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you haven't already, like, subscribe, uh, share, do all the things with the podcasts, and uh, check out churchpublic.com if you haven't already. I exist in this platform to help you understand what it means to follow Jesus and to live in this current culture, which more and more is just crazy town. Um, So I just want to help you understand where this culture is going. I'm not a doomsday prophet or anything like that. In fact, I think there's a lot of hope and I want to leave you with hope as well. So if you can, if you have the energy, if you have the patience with me and the time, stay till the end and we'll talk about a Bible passage that I think is helpful and important that I found in my daily reading today out of Proverbs that sums up kind of what we're doing right now in this crazy world. So we'll get to that in a moment. And before we get to that, though, I just want to start with this story from Finland. And I know you're saying, why are we going to Finland? I don't care about Finland. I've never been to Finland. I couldn't even point to Finland on a map. I hope you could. But if you can't, it doesn't matter. The reason we're talking about this is Europe has been for decades and and maybe 100 plus years now, a precursor to what is happening in America. That's just the way it's been, culturally speaking. Now, uh, there's a little bit of back and forth at this point because the world has become more global, but still, Europe is further along in their progression, especially in terms of liberalism, progressivism, and post-Christian, anti-Christian sentimentality. That's just the reality of where they are. And so Finland is just an interesting example. And you don't need to know much about Finland for this story to hit home for you. What we're going to talk about is what happened in this court case and why does it make a difference and does it even make a difference? So we're looking at a win in the court system in Finland and I've been watching this case for a while. I mentioned it a little bit ago and I just wanted to come back to it because it finally had, uh, I guess you'd call it a verdict, Uh, there was a decision in this court case where uh, there were two things going on. One was a politician who tweeted Romans 1, uh, Romans 1, approximately 24 to 27. I'll read that for you just so you know the context in case you don't have that one memorized. Romans 1, 24. Uh, Let me grab it here. So this is Romans 1, 24. Therefore, God gave them over to the sinful desires of their hearts and sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. That's some strong language. That's not me talking. That's Paul in Romans. That's the Bible. That's God's intended reality for our 
uh, moral standing in terms of our relationships. And we've talked about this over and over and over again in terms of going back to Genesis, which we will in a moment, with the next connected court case. But this is what this politician tweeted and got brought up on charges for hate speech in the Finnish court system. So then, secondly, there was a bishop who published or co-published a pamphlet with the title Male and Female, He Created Them. Male and Female, He Created Them, of course, comes from the creation story in Genesis 1, on and about Genesis 1.27 or so. You can go and read that account. Uh, Male and female, God created them. So again, this pamphlet was all about how God created men and women. And we even know right now that there have been several big celebrities, whatever celebrities you want to call them, uh, who have been kicked off of Twitter just in the last week or so for saying something like a man is a man. You can't say that on Twitter anymore. That is, according to Twitter and all of the social media conglomerate, again, apparently hate speech or something like that, so you can't say those things. Um, Charlie Kirk, Babylon B, there have been a bunch of other people who were commenting on certain sports situation with a male who is competing against females and just pointing out obvious things about that. And again, that is not allowed in culture anymore. That's why this story is important. So this is happening in Finland, but with our weird and globalist connected world, we have to understand what's going on here. So this is a case of freedom of religion. And this case occurs in Finland, but it might as well have occurred here. So this politician who tweeted Romans 1, 24 through 27, and the bishop who published a pamphlet were greeted with a unanimous decision that they it was not hate speech, though, as I mentioned earlier, I think the, the quote was, uh, it's objectionable language, right? They don't like what the Bible says, um, but it's not hate speech. So according to, um, let me make sure, uh, Christianity Today, the Helsinki District Court judges have dismissed hate speech charges against this Finnish politician who tweeted out Bible verses and the bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission, uh, which is a church organization in Finland. And actually, the there is a state religion in Finland. You don't need to know all of that. But, uh, it, well, we'll talk more about the, the church in Finland in a second. But this bishop published a pamphlet on gender roles. Again, male and female, he created them, coming from Genesis 1. So um, the bishop faced a bunch of daily fines because he published this, and he was found, quote, not culpable, end quote, for the publication uh, of this booklet, Male and Female, he, crea- he created them. Um, and And that's good. And it says that... Uh, significantly, this is this is uh, what uh, the article says. Significantly, the court stated in its decision, it is not the job to interpret biblical concepts under Finnish law. The judges said they are not able to determine whether a particular interpretation of a scriptural passage is correct. So this is what the court found, right? So the court found in order that they are not the judge of whether the Bible is right or wrong. They are the judge of whether Finnish law is right or wrong. And this is actually the point that I wanted to get to, because we're, we're going to talk more about kind of where this goes in Finland and then where it might go for us in America and really uh, in, in any westernized country. But I, I think the court is wrong. I, I think the court is wrong here. Now, I appreciate their decision because they 
gave a win, as it were, for religious freedom in saying that you can quote scripture without fear of it being hate speech. That's really good. Um, and Or you can publish things that basically say this is what the Bible says about morality or sexual um, sexual immorality or or what the Bible says families are supposed to look like, etc. Right. So those are good things. But when the court says uh, it is not the job of the court to interpret biblical concepts, they're actually wrong. Then <laughs> they are wrong on this. And and here's here's the connection to America because America more and more is saying this same thing. Courts across America are saying it is not the court's job to determine whether the Bible is right or wrong. Um, and, and this is, I don't know if this is controversial or not. I, I don't care anymore. But but it is true. Uh, that's wrong. The court's job intently is to judge whether the Bible is right or wrong. I know you're going to say, well, that, that's that's not right. Like separation of church and state and whatever. Again, we've done so many history lessons on separation of church and state. In the Constitution, there is no separation of church and state. <laughs> Hear me right. It's not in the Constitution. Go look. Oh, wait. You you pause the video. Go read the whole Constitution. See where it says separation of church and state in there. It's not in there. Um, it comes from a letter that Jefferson wrote. And actually what he was saying is the government cannot impose its religion on people. Uh, that's the separation that he was talking about. And all of the, if you read through the intent and words of the Declaration and Constitution, that's clearly what they were talking about, even in terms of uh, the amendment where it talks about religious freedom and, and freedom of expression, the whole point is that you're supposed to be able to express your religion. And uh, almost down to the one of the founders, again, said, if we do not have morality as a people and as an individual, then self-government is impossible. That's my paraphrase, but it's a paraphrase of several different quotes from the different founders that signed the Constitution and the Declaration because they understood that this house of cards that this freedom is built on is not built on the idea that you can just govern somebody into morality. It's built on the idea that you have morality based on God based on the Bible, and then with that morality, you build the freedom out of it. We have this idea that if we just govern really hard and really strong and really in the right way, then morality will just happen. And that's not, it's just not possible. First of all, you can look through history. That's not how it works. That creates tyranny and it creates despotism and all these other not great things because you can only legislate morality so far before people start saying, don't tell me what to do. And if they're arbitrary rules, then people are just going to respond to arbitrary rules rather than this morality that comes from uh, your understanding of God, of the Bible, and that creates morality that then you uphold in the courts. So back to my point. The court is wrong when it says <clears throat> that it is not their job to interpret biblical concepts. It should be. And that's why, again, we go back and forth from Finland to America. In America, in every courthouse until recently when all these were banned was the Ten Commandments. Why? Why was the Ten Commandments in the courthouse? It was in the courthouse because they knew that the fundamentals of all morality is based on God. So they wanted to remind themselves and anyone that uh, attended the court that the morality was standard, right? It was across the board, regardless of who you are, what you look like, where you came from, how much money you have, blah, 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 etc. <laughs> Liberty is supposed to be blind and the scales are not supposed to be pre-weighted. We've talked about that before too. 
the justice comes from the foundation that is level. This court says, no, it's not my job. We just judge based on the law. And while that is a part of it and ultimately true, and that's what we're talking about even with the Supreme Court issues, Yes, we want the judges to judge based on the laws that we have, but the, fun, the fundamental and foundational concepts underneath that are the concepts that morality comes from somewhere. It just doesn't come from someone's imagination. Um, this used to be common sense. Everyone used to know this, but we've thrown common sense out the window. We've thrown God out the window. We've thrown the Bible out the window and then expected that the rule of law would just work. It doesn't. So you get cases like this where you tweet out a Bible verse and you have to go to court because it's deemed hate speech. Now, again, this is a win, and I'm glad they came to the right decision, but the way they came to the right decision was the wrong way. It's a cop-out. It's cowardly. They should have said that morality must be bound to some foundation, and the Bible is the best foundation, but of course they can't because they're beholden to the secular humanist culture that exists in Finland, it exists all across Europe, all across the world, it exists in America today, too. And this is an interesting point of the story that I just think is is interesting. According to Finnish media, and this is coming out of Christianity Today article again, both parties cited biblical texts so frequently during the court proceedings that the court's chairman had to remind them the judges decide the case on the basis of Finnish law, not on Christian scripture. So this is again to my same point. It's just interesting that their case for why you were able to quote Bible verses comes from the Bible and the foundation of morality that is found in the Bible. And both sides uh, are, are arguing the Bible and apparently this court's chairman is like, hey, stop quoting the Bible. Let's talk about Finnish law. And it it should have dawned on everybody like the law, the foundations, principles of morality and legislation should come from a foundation beyond someone's imagination uh, or legal precedent or something. Because if you go back and peel back those layers, where does law come from? Where does legal precedent come from? What is the foundation all of that rests on regardless of what country you're in? If it's just because somebody woke up on a Tuesday and said you can't run a red light, that doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't make any sense. Or I woke up on a Wednesday and you have to wear a yellow shirt. Those two things are equally valid if you just invent them because you want to. Otherwise, you have to make laws based on morality like if you run a red light and kill somebody, that's a sin and that's bad because of morality. That's based on the foundation of killing somebody is bad. Otherwise, you just invented it. Are you getting this? I hope you're getting this. Uh, anyway, then um, that's the the politician side where they tweeted Romans 1. Then there's the other side that we'll just talk about briefly, the evangelical Lutheran mission. This was a bishop in the church. It is not the national church. There is a national church. And most Finns are members of the national church, but membership has gone down in the past few years from something like 90% of Finnish people to something in the 60s. That's a big change. 30% of the whole population of the country has basically left the church, and the number one stated reason for why these Finns left the church, the national church, is, can you guess it? Statements about homosexuality and same-sex marriage, the LGBTQAAIP plus tag dollar sign revolution. This is what is going on there, and that's why it's important for what's going on now, because this is the only thing that we talk about in all of America, apparently, and it is apparently the biggest thing. I wish it wasn't. I'm tired of talking about this personally, but 
everyone is talking about this, and apparently this is the only value that we actually have to deal with currently. They are, again, in Finland, I believe, ahead of the curve on this, so it's important to look and say, well, they're a westernized country, and they went down this road and are still going down this road, and is this the road we really want to go down as America? Apparently it is. Um, another stat in Finland, around 70% of, of Finns say they support same-sex marriage, which has been legal in the country since 2017. And many see, this is a quote from the article, the defending of the dignity of LGBT people as a critical, I'm sorry, as the definite article, the critical civil rights issue of the day. The critical civil rights issue of the day. Again, I see a lot of parallels in between this country and ours. Um, so, I just want to, before we move on, I just want to say one more thing about this case. And that is, it's not over. So it is a win, and that's good, but in their system, um, uh, this case will probably be appealed, and it will probably go all the way. I didn't even know this existed, um, so I, I, I'm learning along with you. There is what's called the European Court of Human Rights, which apparently Finland is connected to and a part of, and they expect... They expect, right, hear that. It's not that they won and it's over and yay, freedom and religious freedom, and now you can read your Bible and tweet your Bible and, and say quotes of the Bible. No, this is probably going to go all the way to the European Court of Human Rights. And that's why we celebrate this decision for freedom right now, that this is a win for religious freedom now. But we know this type of issue will only increase around the world as the courts have decided, as I just talked about, the court no longer values foundational morality it only values that which is culturally relevant. And I hope I've shown you why that's a dangerous place for a court to be. So now talking about <laughs> danger and weird cultural experiences and what is culturally relevant, I have to share this story because I read it and I mean, I kind of couldn't believe it. And it, it's, again, one of those things that should be obvious. And people, why is this not obvious to you? But apparently, two members of the mainstream world in America, two members of mainstream evangelicalism, two Christians across the country, this is a thing that not only do we need, but is good for your spirituality. And that would be... Um, that would be Christian Cannabis. And if you're not watching, that's fine. But I'm just showing the apparent logo to Christian Cannabis, which has the dove that we've all seen that represents uh, Noah's Ark and the peace that God provided with, instead of the olive branch in its mouth, a marijuana leaf. Yeah, so that's, that's great. <laughs> that's why I started with Jesus Take the Wheel. Anyway, um, so what do we say? This is this is the um, the infamous pastor who started Triple X Church. Some of you have probably heard of this. It was a it was a site and and a, a thing to help those that are struggling with pornography, which is really bad, deal with it in a productive way and 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 get rid of their pornography addiction and and find Jesus um, directly, which is good. Uh, but this pastor has. I don't even know what to say. So uh, the article from Religion News Service says this pastor tried marijuana for the first time when he was 36, suffering from health conditions he couldn't shake and reeling emotionally from the loss of his father. Both of those things, bad. Is marijuana the right choice? 
Oh, Lord. Okay, so I, I shouldn't have to say this. I shouldn't have to say this, but apparently I have to say this. The Holy Spirit is all you need as a Christian to have a spiritual experience. The Holy Spirit, I'm just going to repeat that. This is really important. And and I, again, hopefully all of you listening know this. I shouldn't have to tell you. Maybe I'm preaching the choir. I hope I'm preaching the choir. But if, whatever, we'll just keep going. The Holy Spirit is all you need as a Christian to have a spiritual experience. If you think you need substances like cannabis or anything else to connect with God, you are not having a spiritual experience with God. I cannot say that more directly. If you think you need substances like this, like this pastor, ostensibly, quote-unquote, pastor, is telling you you need to have a spiritual experience, and I'm going to get to a couple of his quotes in a second, you're not having a spiritual experience with God. It is either another spirit, which is super dangerous, and please don't do that, or your imagination creating what you want to exist in a spiritual reality, which is equally as dangerous and gets back to the very first sin of humanity that we talk about here at Church Public all the time, that you will be like God. Again, it puts you in control of your spiritual journey by using some weird substance to get you more spiritually aware instead of relying on the Holy Spirit, whom you have when you accept Jesus and you have to help you, to comfort you. It, the Spirit is called the Comforter. The Spirit groans for you when you don't know the words to say. The Spirit connects you. The Spirit gives you fruit like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, etc. And you don't need other, other substances to help you have these things. This is anti-biblical. It's anti-Christian. Why can't we see this? Anyway, this is Christian, the, the, the leader of Christian Cannabis. Um, this pastor and in his, in his, I don't know, evangelism on this says that cannabis is named as one of the most sacred plants on earth. Um, in other religions, it is in Hinduism, uh, it, it is named as a sacred plant and it's still widely consumed in Indian religious festivals. Is that Christian? No. <laughs> Should that tell you something? Probably. Um, in Canada, in there's a church called the Church of the Universe, great name, uh, which drew from Christian scripture, this is according to them, Christian scripture, among other texts. <laughs> should be That should be a signal for you. Um, quote, followers associate the plant with the tree of life in Genesis and smoke it during services. End quote. This is what I'm saying. Do you know why the tree of life in Genesis is not good? The the tree of life in Genesis was the one thing, one thing. It's like you had one job, people, one job. Don't eat from the tree that God tells you not to eat from. Serpent comes in and says, but you can be like God if you if you eat from this tree. So they did. Now we have sin, right? Um, so in this church, the church of the universe, they associate cannabis with the tree of life. People follow Jesus. Don't follow these wacky things. So, uh, this is the pastor. He says, rather than forming a religious group based on marijuana, 
which of course would be bad. He sees himself as bringing cannabis to mainstream Christians. This is what this is his words. To mainstream Christians, aiming to help them explore their spirituality by smoking before prayer or simply allowing themselves to use it recreationally without shame. Quote, it takes you down a path that looks spiritual but looks different than your mom's church, he says. We don't have to just be open, I think. This is him talking in presenting the gospel, presenting the spirit in different ways, end quote. Oh, Lord have mercy, um, though though we don't deserve it, Jesus. This, this is not the way, I'll just say, this is not the way. Please don't read stuff like this. Don't do stuff like this. Like, again, the spirit is all you need to have a spiritual experience. And in Jesus, you have the spirit. Jesus has given you the spirit. Jesus said, I have to go so the spirit can come. And Jesus left to ascend into heaven to one day return and left us with what? The spirit. Jesus left us with the spirit of God, which does what? Helps us connect with God. We don't need the substances. You don't need to have a weird experience. And here's the reason I'm talking about this. Yes, it's ridiculous to have Christian cannabis. But this world and this culture is very spiritual but not religious. I have mentioned this over and over and over again. There are weird crystal experiences that crystals give you power and knowledge into the spiritual realm. There is weird that you can go right now to certain places in the southwest of America and have these spiritual experiences that are enhanced with certain substances. This is a thing that apparently a bunch of people do. And... On the one hand, I get it because people are searching for something beyond themselves. This is a good search. This avenue leads them down the wrong path. That's the point, right? We need to go to the place where the truth is. And it's not a mystery. What is the truth? Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Done. That's it. That's all you need. Just need Jesus. And Jesus, having Jesus in your life, in your heart, gives you the spirit. That's all you need. Spiritual experience. It's got spirit in the name. Um, so I hope that you can pray. I hope that you can read your Bible. I hope that you can follow after God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and not rely on huh, any wacky things or cultural things that are going on. Okay, I promised you Bible, and I and I want to talk about Bible because this is where I see us going. I... I know this is a trite and silly uh, saying, but if your friends jumped off a bridge or ran off a cliff, would you do it too? Uh, again, if you're not watching, I'm showing a great photo, a uh, cartoon, sorry, a cartoon, not a photo, of lemmings that are just running off a cliff as maybe one of them says, wait a minute, something feels wrong about this. And I know this is a silly statement, but more and more it seems like we are all following this radical sexual revolution or this radical uh, spiritual experience with with uh, substances, and we're going off the cliff without any regards for consequences. So I was reading this morning in Proverbs 28, and I came across Proverbs 28.1, which says, the wicked flee when no one is pursuing. I think this is a really good point that we just don't think about. If you're in these weird places where you have no foundation, right? This is back to what we talked about at the beginning. If you have no foundation, then you will run away even when there's nothing there. And we see this all over the place. The fear that has been created in this world is astronomical. And I can I can understand the pressure that puts on people. This crazy fear that people have that, they're going to die or something's going to happen and they have to find something and they have to figure out something so they're they're 
they're either cramping down on crazy legalist theories or they are turning to weird substances to get them to a place of enlightenment, right? I can understand that intellectually. It's just sadly not the way. The, uh, Proverbs 28.1, the wicked flee when no one is pursuing. But, and here's where it comes in, and I, I love this part of the of the psalm. Um, the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Because lions don't back down. Lions don't run away. And this is who we are called to be. Jesus says, have courage, take heart. I have overcome the world. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. You can have hope, in fact, even in light of all of this ridiculousness that's happened. In the past 2,000 years since Jesus came, a lot has happened to the Christian world. Uh, and I mean to followers of Jesus. A lot has happened. There has been all kinds of untoward persecution towards Christians for these past 2,000 years. And it's not stopping. Um, and it's not going to stop because this world hates Christianity. And, I mean, I have so many verses on this. The gospel is offensive. Um, First uh, Peter 2. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. People don't like the gospel. They don't like the good news. They don't like God. They don't like people in charge of them. You're not the boss of me, right? This is the ultimate thing that everybody wants to say, whether they say it out loud in that way or not. That's what they're saying. You're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. And they say it to God. God, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. But we know as as believers in Jesus, that's not it. That's not the truth. That's not the baseline. You are not the boss of you. You can try to be, but that path does not lead where you think it leads. John Bunyan, the uh, Puritan uh, reformer writer, said, the road of denial leads to the precipice of destruction. I like that quote. That quote to me signifies and symbolizes this idea of lemmings going off a cliff. We deny the truth in all of these ways. We talked about male and female and all of these different ways and substances and all of these things. Denial, we think, is going to lead us to, this culture tells us, that just denying the truth and just saying the words that we want to be, it's like you say it enough, it's going to be true, right? That's prosperity in all its forms. If you just keep repeating it, you create the truth. It doesn't work. This doesn't work that way. And John Bunyan, from years and years ago in the 1600s, remind us, the road of denial leads to the precipice of destruction. And again, back to Proverbs. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Stand against this, people, please. Just stand against this. It's hard. I get it. But you don't have to run away. You don't have to be scared of this. You don't have to believe that the whole, I mean, even if, I'll say it this way, even if the whole culture is against you, it doesn't matter because who is for you? Um, Paul says, what can man do to me? Uh, which is a quote of, of Old Testament as well. It, it, it doesn't matter what this world does to you. All that matters is your relationship to God. So I hope that you pursue God with everything that you have today through this week. I hope you lead your families in spite of all that's going on. This It is not a mistake that you are born and live now because God has a plan for your life now. He's prepared those things in advance for you to do, Ephesians 2, and I hope that you lean into that calling and that you do what God has called you to do. God bless. As always, keep the faith. My name is Matt Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Church Public.